Welcome to the Appalachian Baptist Network. We seek to equip, encourage, and engage pastors and church leaders in the Appalachian region. We focus on having conversations on church revitalization in the mountains and beyond. Your hosts are Matthew Jacobs, Brent Snyder, Jacob Gwynn, and Travis Tyler. Welcome back to the Appalachian Baptist Network podcast. We've got a special episode for you this evening. I'm your host, Brent Snyder, and I am joined by uh, my co-host, Matthew Jacobs. We are in Greensboro, North Carolina at the North Carolina Baptist State Convention Annual Meeting. Uh, Matthew, it is an exciting time. We have had an opportunity to uh, spend a little bit of time this evening. We're recording this on Sunday evening at the uh, pastor's conference. We heard uh, J.D. Greer, who is president of the Southern Baptist Convention, and uh, J.J. Washington, who is a pastor uh, just outside of Atlanta, uh, both preached tonight. It was an encouraging time, and I think we're going to have an encouraging, an encouraging time uh, this week at the annual meeting. What do you think? I think it's going to be a good week. Uh, it's always enjoyable this time of, of year, and we actually, because we're, we're young millennials, I mean, my wife, we have an app called Time Hop that always brings back uh, different pictures and stuff from what you post on social media. So we were talking actually on the ride down today that the, the state convention this year is a week later than it has always been, um, because last week we were getting all kinds of reminders in our uh, Time Hop app of, you know, different times we're going to get dessert, as we normally do the last night of the, the convention together. Um, and just some other different things, some pictures, our, our kids playing together, um, which is always fun to have our kids with us down here. So it's it's just a good time as a whole. Um, one, you, you get to connect to people. You get to catch up, see how friends are doing from school or see how people from former churches you've been at are doing. But also it's, it's a great week to be poured into. Um, as ministers, so often we were giving every week we're doing different things, whether we're, we're pastoring, we're going to hospitals, we're going to nursing homes. We're doing funerals. We're doing um, just a whole array of ministry going, going, going. And it's always nice when we come to a very busy meeting um, that when we come here with the pastor's conference, we get a chance to be poured into and we get a chance to be fed, which is something most of us in ministry don't get to do on a weekly basis. So it's always enjoyable for that time. Yeah, so um, we thought we've planned on, um, we have planned on doing a, uh, a podcast after the annual meeting to uh, let all of our listeners know um, some of the things that went on uh, this week at the annual meeting, even some resources that might be helpful for uh, churches and uh, not just in Avery, but even with our friends over in Tennessee. And next week, I believe we'll be having a, a special episode um, from our friends in Tennessee as their state convention uh, meets. But um, I, I also realize that uh, that maybe many of our listeners aren't all that familiar with um, the SBC, Matthew. And so I want us to spend just a little bit of time this evening uh, as sort of a, a preview show, um, just, just educating our listeners, if they don't know, or uh, reminding our listeners of um, what the SBC is, uh, what what that looks like on a state level, um, what's the purpose of the annual meeting that uh, that uh, we're, we're, we're attending this week, 
Um, and then uh, just some practical things about who can attend the annual meeting, maybe even a little bit about what goes on or what we expect uh, to happen this week. And so um, let's just jump right into that. Um, Matthew, tell us a little bit about um, what the SBC, the Southern Baptist Convention, is. I'm glad you asked that. I was going to clarify for SBC is Southern Baptist Convention. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the Southern Baptist is a group of churches that have come together um, both doctrinally but also corporatively. Um, and what I mean by that is if the current um, document documents we use as Southern Baptist called the Baptist Faith and Message 2000, it's basically us agreeing on some fundamentals um, areas that we say, yes, we agree that the Bible is the inerrant Word of God, meaning that it contains no error. This is God-breathed. Um, we agree on what the local church is. We agree on what baptism is. We agree on what marriage is. We agree on these, what, who is God? What is what is the role of the Father? What is the role of the Holy Spirit? What is, what is the role of the Son? And so we have our um, theology in that sense, but also what, what's really great about Southern Baptists is we, we come together um, not just to say we agree these things doctrinally, but we all believe in the Great Commission collectively. Um, so one of the beautiful things about the Southern Baptist Convention that not all denominations have is we have a thing called the Cooperative Program. And so what the Cooperative Program does is every church that gives to the SBC through the Cooperative Program is giving to missions. So little grandma that, you know, she's worked her whole life, not had a lot of money, living in the holler. Um, she comes every week to church and she gives her tithe to the church. Part of that church's tithe goes into the cooperative program, which is then disputed to the different entities of the Southern Baptist Convention, two of which are the North American Mission Board, which does missions and church planning here in North America. And then part of it also goes internationally to the Southern Baptist Convention, I mean, to the International Mission Board, mm-hmm. to be able to sit there and help fund our missionaries that are in the 1040 window or are down in Africa or wherever they are, it helps fund them. And so it's a way as a convention that we have all come together and said, this is the great commission God has given us. He has given us the direction and the order to go and share this gospel to every people, tongue, and tribe. And so every people group, we, we see that picture that all tongues and languages are going to come stand before the throne and worship God. And so through the cooperative program, we come together to help fulfill God's commandment. Um, so the Southern Baptist Convention, in a nutshell, is a group of churches that agree on certain doctrinal beliefs, but also believe that we are stronger together than we could ever be apart. So that 10 cents that we get from whoever is able to do great things. Like there was a video that um, Alabama Baptist put out about eight years ago now that was um, was probably the most powerful like cooperative program commercials I'd ever seen. But it was like you could see in the picture they were dropping this little piece of money, this little piece of money, this little piece of money mm-hmm. into this offering plate. And so it had like little kids that had all these different things in it. And then it left from the church and you went to the mission field and you saw this offering plate and someone pulls a hammer out and mm-hmm. zoom work up there. Someone else pulls out a bottle of water. And so you see that this little bit of money that everyone's given to the church at the local level is then being disputed globally. Yeah. And so the Southern Baptist Convention in a nutshell is that. Yeah. I mean, Cooperation, um, I guess you could say, really is a, a hallmark uh, mm-hmm. of who we are as, as Southern Baptist. And, um, you know, the cooperative program is important for everyone, but I think there's um, special significance for 
uh, churches that exist in our context. You know, we're rural churches. Most of us are small churches. And um, it makes it difficult for us to be able to uh, take on the financial burden mm-hmm. of doing ministry global, yeah. globally. Yeah. Um, but the cooperative program makes that possible. And not just doing mission work globally, but, um, you know, I don't have the percentages in front of me, but really the the, the overwhelming majority of CP money goes to um, goes towards Great Commission work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you could even make the argument that even some of the administrative money, and let's be clear, some of the CP offering is administrative, but uh, you would you could even make the argument that the administrative funds in a large part are Great Commission promoting mm-hmm. because um, that's really the heartbeat of who we are as Southern Baptists. And, of course, uh, that money goes to um, our seminaries as well. You and I are both beneficiaries of that. It makes our uh, the great education that you can get at our seminaries. Um, at all of them. Yeah, at all of them. Um, and it, it makes it, it it provides that education at a at an incredibly reasonable price uh, compared to um, to other institutions of higher learning. I yeah. guess you could say. And so cooperation is a big part. But, you know, the other thing that I think about that makes Southern Baptist unique, the biggest probably is cooperation. But um, I, I would say that, that the other piece is really, um, really the structure of the Southern Baptist yeah. Convention. Um, with most denominations, um, the churches are are governed by a body or yep. uh, they have uh, they have an entity that is that that oversees them that is that is over them i guess you could say in in some regard but one of the interesting things about uh, the SBC one of the strengths of the SBC i think is uh, the fact that our churches not only have autonomy but our churches also have authority over mm-hmm. the convention at large. Do you want to you want to speak to that? Just yeah. So, bit? so one of those differences that we have is the the autonomy of a local local church is the the SBC cannot make a decree that this is what you have to do. Um, so, so say we go to the Southern Baptist Convention this year. It's going to be down in Orlando. It's going to be hot. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> I don't like heat. So, anyways, but it's you know that we're going to be down in Orlando. Southern Baptist Convention decides we're going to vote on something. So it's not like the president, J.D. Greer, decides what it is. It's not like the, whoever it is on the executive um, committee decides that. The, the churches, the messengers vote on that. But whatever the messengers vote on in Orlando is not what my church has to adopt the second I get back. It's not like this is automatically what we agree on. So it um, you have the authority to govern and do whatever you want to. If So your pastor's been there for six years. The local association of the Southern Baptist Convention doesn't come in and say, okay, it's time to move you. You know, the, the church makes that decision through the prompting of the Holy Spirit or that pastor feels it's time for him to leave. The, the denomination does not have control of what you have to believe and it does not have control on where you, how long you stay somewhere. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of different. And in, in another way, also, because this is becoming a big thing with some other denominations that are having issues, is the Southern Baptist Convention does it on your property. Right. So if you decided for whatever reason that you had bad facts like a church in Alabama did last week of things going on in the convention, you decided you want to pull out, 
you can pull out and it's not going to cost you a dime. You don't have to sit there and have somebody give you um, the money. So for an example, something that's going on in uh, other denominations with them splitting over different doctrinal issues is the Southern Baptist Convention doesn't own our property. The local church owns it. So say for an example, um, there was a church that was misinformed over some stuff in Alabama last week that decided they were going to pull out. And so they can. They're not penalized. They don't say, okay, this is your property. Pay us $2.4 million and you can you can leave. It's, they have the authority to do that. The, the Southern Baptist Convention does not dictate what the church is supposed to do. So that's, that's kind of what we mean when we say um, the autonomy that they have within that. Yeah. So, you know, one of the... I guess I guess one of the misconceptions that can come along with that is that there is a lack of accountability and amongst SBC churches. Um, you know, we have seen that question some with um, the sexual abuse allegations and some of those things that have been making the news recently. And uh, we won't spend too much time here, but um, in in one regard, I would say that um, that. There is accountability. Um, the Baptist Faith and Message 2000, our doctrinal statement, uh, does does help provide that accountability. Um, but but really, I think the way I think the way the healthier way to view affiliation with the Southern Baptist Convention is um, through through. Uh, through fellowship, I guess you would say, instead of membership. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, you're you're either in in good standing when it comes to your fellowship with the SBC, or you're not in good standing as a as a cooperating church. And again, you know, that terminology cooperating is is very important. And I think there's there's some accountability uh, intertwined in that. Uh, you know, we might could have more in some areas. But um, but it is incredibly important, as you mentioned, for us as Southern Baptists and for Southern Baptist churches to protect uh, their autonomy. And so um, big picture here, I guess I guess what we're saying is that uh, we do elect a president that happens at the annual meetings. We do have um, members of an executive council that are elected, uh, approved, I guess you could say, by the messengers. Um, but uh, the, the hierarchy, if you will, is is really a bottom up hierarchy yeah. rather than a top down. Yeah. It's the uh, it's it's the churches that have the say so. It's the churches that make the decision. And and um, when you hear about the executive council, of the SBC, when you hear about the officers, when you even when you hear about the executive director, uh, treasurer of the SBC, the staff, uh, those people work for the churches mm -hmm. the churches don't work for them and that's an important distinction yeah. to make about the southern baptist convention so uh let's let's move then uh matthew to talk just briefly about uh that's the sbc uh nationally uh, we we are a uh the sbc is sort of considered a, a national body i guess you would say we have our uh, annual meeting for uh, the, the national conference in, in June, as you mentioned, that'll be at Orlando. Uh, you but, might see it as national, I'll see it international, but that's okay. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but the SBC then is, uh, I guess you could say, divided into some subsets, uh, primarily by state. We do have some 
quote-unquote state conventions. New England is a good example that is comprised of multiple states, mm-hmm. maybe where there's not as many churches. But in our context, uh, this is sort of broken down from the SBC on a national level to the SBC of North Carolina on yeah. the state level. Um, so let's just talk about that for just a little NC bit. NC Baptist, North Carolina State Convention. Yes. So, yeah, so, um, so, yeah, so basically each state – um, for the most part, there there's some some rare exceptions uh, to that, but most states within the, the United States of America have a state convention um, that represents the SBC at that level. Um, so, for like for North Carolina, we're very blessed; we have one convention. Yeah. Um, but but the unique thing, and we we'll get into this detail, is like take our neighbors to the north. Um, what what last week was labeled as the new purple state of Virginia. Um, they actually have two state conventions mm-hmm. because back in the, I guess, late 80s, maybe early 90s, the convention split over some doctrinal stuff. And so you have a very conservative um, convention there in Virginia. We also have a very moderate um, convention there in Virginia. And the same is true of Missouri and the same is also true in Texas. Yeah. Um, so basically, if we think SBC internationally, um, we move into the local state aspect of the Southern Baptist yeah. Convention. So it would encompass all of all of North Carolina would be under NC Baptist. And of course, um, it is the annual meeting for uh, the NC Baptist that we are um, at this week. Um, and so let's just let's just talk for just a few minutes here about um, what what is what is the annual meeting, Matthew, if you were to give uh, someone who had never heard of the annual meeting, had never been to the annual meeting, just uh, just in passing a brief uh, definition uh, to, to help them understand what this is, uh, what, what would you tell? Business meeting. Which sounds so exciting. <laughs> no, but it sounds great. <laughs> but, but in essence, that, that's really what it is. Um, the, the North Carolina um, Baptists get together. Two days, or really a day and a half. But, yeah. you know, we, we get together to do do the work of the convention, decide officers, decide business, um, pass the budget. You know, we, we, there's several things we vote on. So it is a glorified multi-day business meeting for the state convention. But what's really nice when we come to state conventions versus our business meetings we have at our church is normally the business meetings of church is like boom, 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 like – Here's the agenda, new business, old business, budget, reports from different committees, and we're like, all right, peace out, we're out of here. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Yeah. Typically, in, in my experience as a Baptist minister, um, not all of them are great, not all of them are bad, but typically, this is going to sound bad, I might get in trouble, but it'll be okay, is, <laughs> is there's not a lot of worship to it. Yeah. It's just a business meeting. It's like going to any executive meeting anywhere in the world. We're going to get together. Here's our agenda. We're going to vote on this. We're going to pass this. And it's nothing but business. Yep. And we might talk about things we're doing for God, but we're not singing worship songs. You know, we're not, um, we're not having, we're not having, a, we're not having an altar call. <laughs> we're not taking up an offering during, during our business <laughs> meetings. Typically you, you might at your church. I don't know. And we're not going to hear preaching during our business yep. meetings. It's like business meeting here. Like I know for our church, for example, um, Business meeting on the front end, Bible study on the back end. Yeah. Um, so it's more or less when we come here, it is a time of worship mm-hmm. and business intertwined in a beautiful marriage that yes. we call the North Carolina Baptist State Convention. Yes. yes, unlike the business meetings in most of our churches, which we compartmentalize as if it's 
separate from everything else we do as yeah. a church. Um, here, uh, the business is all intertwined with yeah. worship and time in the Word, and it's good and it's encouraging. The business is important. I think the way my wife told me earlier today, she just she explains it to people is it's just a souped up church business meeting, and it is it is that. Um, but uh, we certainly don't neglect uh, why we are here, big picture. Yeah, and, no, no. and that's that's for the gospel. And you know, the the pastors' conference always begins on Sunday night and goes through Monday, and you know, it, it goes right up until we're called to order for the annual meeting. And of course, that's a time of encouragement as well, and, and in many ways, really sets the stage for um, for the annual meeting. And so, as Matthew said, the the annual meeting is where uh, is where decisions are made. It's where I've heard that before. It's where business is conducted, and we'll talk about who makes the decisions in just a second. Uh, but uh, it's 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 important. It's important as as Baptists. It's important as uh, as members of churches, and especially in the rural context, uh, to to try to have a presence mm-hmm. at these meetings because um, it it is the way that uh, that your church's voice. Can yep. be heard, and so uh, we'll use that Matthew as a segue into uh, who can attend the annual meeting. <sighs> Members of the local body. Yeah. Um, so your church has to be part of the SBC and part of <laughs> North Carolina Baptist. Um, but but within that, every church is given two messengers automatically, and then I think you're given one messenger for every un- one hundred people above yeah. that. Then. Another way is like based off your giving, if you give a certain amount of percentage to undesignated gifts through the CP, you get like two members. So there's a bunch of different ways. So basically, but in the nutshell, messengers are those who have been elected or appointed by their church to come represent that church at the state convention. So so if you're listening to this, you've never been to an annual meeting, you you don't know what the annual meeting is or how to get here. Basically, know this: your your church is allotted at least two messengers. Yes, um, that's even if you don't give to the CP, as long as you are. But give to the CP. As as long as you don't give, let me clarify: as long as you don't give a a certain percentage, you don't have to give a certain percentage to the CP to have two messengers. You Correct. just have to be considered. But it's a good thing to give to. It just is. Remember it, that next budget. It, it is a good thing to give to. You just have to be considered. Give through. Uh, in, in, uh, in, I guess, friendly cooperation or in good standing yeah. with the SBC um, to, to have, to have your messenger cards. Now, just on the really practical side, um, one of the frustrations that I think some people might have with the North Carolina Baptist is we still get our messenger cards through the snail mail, Matthew. There's no online registration, and that can be difficult because the mail can tend to get lost <laughs> from time to yeah. time. And uh, it's not the easiest thing in the world to get new messenger cards. I've never had to get new messenger cards, but I've been told it's not yeah. an easy thing to do. I'm not even 100% sure that it's possible. No. I think I think what they send is what well, you get. Yeah, even the way, like, I think the way that um, our secretary fills ours out is, like, I, she pulls out, like, some archaic-looking machine to, like, punch our information into these cards. And I'm like, <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Um, so it's just different, you know, because I'm coming from Alabama, so in Alabama – it's completely different in the registration processes. You go online and register. Yeah. And that was 10 years ago you went online to register. So it's just one of those things just kind of different 
um, versus, um, you know, here. It's just a little, little bit different. What, but the, I think the heart of this, though, for the messengers that are allowed to come is it doesn't have to be your pastor and his wife. Yep. Um, it's good to send them because it gives them a chance to be poured into like we talked about at the beginning, but it can be anybody. Like for example, our church, we have, I think eight people that are here representing our church this year as messengers, which is a first for us. Normally it's just the yeah. pastors and their wives. Yeah. But this year we, we have some members that are coming, That's which good. is a great thing. That's good. Yeah. And so um, if, if you've never seen a messenger car before, didn't know that your church got them, um, just get with whoever checks the mail and, uh, and they'll have your, they should have your messenger cards. If you don't get those, of course, contact us at the association office and we can figure out uh, why you're not receiving them. But if you've got people in your church, as Matthew said, it doesn't just have to be the pastor. It's good if he comes. But uh, but your church just has to uh, approve you as a messenger to the uh, state convention. And you come, you bring your card, you hand it in at the registration booth. They give you your credentials and your uh, your ballot and all the information that you need down here in Greensboro at the uh, Sheraton, which is where our annual meeting has been as long as I can remember. So, um, if which, which is unique. I'll go ahead and throw this one out there because I think Tennessee might be a little bit different. I know mm-hmm. Alabama is. North Carolina is one of the last state conventions to still meet at a convention hall. Yeah. Most states rotate regionally mm-hmm. and will do it at a rather large church in their worship service. Um, worship, worship sanctuary, facility, whatever you want to call it. They're meeting there versus meeting at a convention hall. So so it is a little bit different um, if you are in Alabama, this or Georgia, or maybe even Tennessee. Like not all states will yep. meet at a central location every year at the same convention hall. Um, it does rotate depending yep. on where you are. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and go on record this evening, Matthew, and say that uh, we do it best in North Carolina. <laughs> Debatable. I mean, this is one of the things North Carolina could could think about, which it is nice living on one end of the state to you know, mm-hmm. drive a little bit. You know, so it's fairly central here in Greensburg. But with the Battle of the Barbecue, mm, it would not be a bad idea to rotate it, and then we could test out Eastern, Western, or Lexington barbecue. So- so what what you are suggesting is let the North Carolina Baptist make the final determination on best barbecue in the state by rotating our annual yep, meeting. Yep, I think that's a good idea. Maybe we can get that written up into a motion, and that'll be uh, that'll be some new business this week. I'll let you present that. <laughs> that motion. I don't want my name tainted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, the. Basically, I think what we have determined as far as attendance goes to one of these annual meetings is um, is anyone in any of your, your churches uh, can attend these meetings. Uh, but I think it's important to, to emphasize that if you get a messenger card and your name is on that messenger card and you come and register uh, and you're down here, be in the room. So what you're saying is... Decisions are made by those who are in the room. That's exactly what I'm saying. If you listen to um, SBC Weekly, which is a podcast um, that is a little bit maybe uh, a little bit more well known than ours, maybe 
I wouldn't say a little. I would say exponentially. But um, they always emphasize being in the room, but it's a good emphasis to make. Um, decisions are made by the people in the room. And so um, if you're here, then be in the room when the business is happening because that's when the decisions are made. Matthew, we're going we're gonna to wrap things up here. But before we do, um, of course, we'll be back on Tuesday night sort of recording a – uh, annual meeting in review mm. and talking about some of the things that uh, that take place this week and some resources that we can connect our churches with. But uh, but before we close, um, w- what are some things that you expect this week? I expect great preaching, yeah. um, as we've already heard tonight, um, some great challenging messages. I expect uh, our executive director, Treasurer Milton Hollifield, to give his report, and that will happen. Um, I also expect, um, more than likely, if it's like most state conventions um, of North Carolina, to see reports from our different entities that we have. So, like November is um, Baptist Children's Homes of North Carolina's month that we collect food and uh, food cards and stuff like that for them. And so, I expect to hear reports from them or hear reports from Baptist on mission. <laughs> Am I saying the name right yes. now? Yeah. Wait, it's been confusing. Form, former, formerly North Carolina Baptist men. Yeah. The most confusing thing of me moving to North Carolina was the first year I came here to the state convention. Um, not as a messenger. I just came for the day to kind of see what's going on with a friend of mine that was, um, had a part in the state convention and they got up there and it was like North Carolina Baptist. And I was like, that's interesting. We don't have that in Alabama. And there was women that got up to give a report. Yes. And I was like, no, what's going on here? Like, I know North Carolina has some history here that's different than, <laughs> than what I'm used to. But uh, so, yes, it has a new name. And I'm a terrible North Carolina Baptist because I can't remember it yes. all the time. But, yeah, so, so and we heard reports from different entities, Baptist heritage and some different yes. things. So it'll be really good. And then um, also some things I expect is we I think we have three breakout sessions this year. And basically what that is, that's equipping time. So depending on what you're interested in, whatever ministry or where your church is, there will be breakout sessions to further equip you and be able to feel the, the, the calling that God's given you at your local church. Or even, you know, there might be some new things that you're seeing this on the horizon and you don't know how to cope with it. You're not informed maybe on how to deal with this issue. And some of those um, times of equipping with the breakout sessions, you might say, oh, yeah, I really don't know nothing about this. And we'll have some breakout sessions to be able to better equip you and inform you, be able to deal with the rising issues that might be coming up in your, your local church. Yeah, the uh, the theme this year is is God's great work. That's something else that's unique about this business meeting is it has a, a defined theme that yeah. is uh, that is always gospel centered. And so I'm prayerful that uh, we will uh, we will begin to see how as North Carolina Baptist, we can engage ourselves um, more deeply in God's great work this week. I think that there's going to be, um, there's going to be a lot of exciting things take place this week. There always is. Um, There may be some, uh, there may be some, well, let me put it this way. I'm not going to be surprised if there's some surprising news this week. I'm not going to go on record with anything, but uh, but we'll see what happens this week. As you mentioned, uh, one of the things we will make sure and hit on uh, Tuesday night when we do our uh, review show or podcast, excuse me, is, uh, is is we'll really hit on the North Carolina Baptist on Mission because uh, North Carolina Baptist on Mission do a lot of really good things. They do. Uh, you know, 
I mean, another when the hurricanes have ravaged our mm-hmm. East Coast, they're there in their yellow jackets and yellow vests and yellow hats, yeah. ready to do mud outs, ready to remove trees, just ready to sit there and give people fresh food. They're ready to sit there and give you opportunities to get showers. They're ready there to wash your clothes. They're there to be the hands and feet of Jesus and yeah. share the gospel and love on you during your time of need. <clears throat> the the North Carolina Baptist on mission, I'm not exaggerating when I say this, are known globally. Um, and uh, their their response time in some in some instances uh, even rivals the uh, response time of Red Cross and so yeah. uh, we we'll we'll talk more about that on Tuesday night but I think there'll be a lot of exciting things I know that uh, maybe for some of you this this episode has uh, just just been a bunch of stuff you already knew but uh, the reason we did this is because we understand that. Uh, some of our listeners might not be as familiar with the Southern Baptist Convention, even though you're an SBC church and you uh, certainly might not be familiar with the annual meeting. And so uh, we felt like it was important if we were going to review the annual, have a show reviewing the annual meeting. For those of you who uh, maybe didn't know exactly uh, what that was, it would be good to have a preview show uh, providing some context for that. So uh, we, we hope you have en- enjoyed this. We hope that it's been helpful and insightful, and we hope that you will uh, join us again for the episode that will be released on Wednesday uh, for our annual meeting in review.